Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we're going to learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Wednesday. And this time, I have a super, super special guest. You guys have seen his work before. And his name is Kip. Kip is a creative director. Go check him out, Kip underscore Hewitt um, on IG. And then kiphewitt.com, his website. Check it out. Works with a lot of big brands. Does really cool stuff. We met. It's really funny. I'm just going to give them a quick intro. So, I mean, Kip reaches out to me. And you guys probably have already seen the video. It's called How to Color Grade a, a TV Commercial on YouTube. So, that was Kip's project that his company produced it and directed it. So he reached out to me through YouTube. And then the next thing is like, we're working together. And I think we've worked on three gigs so far. And it's amazing because the more I get to know him, it's kind of insane. Like it's, this is the mentality that we need more in the world right now. And I'm just so excited. And brother, thank you for sending me the email yesterday because it's awesome, dude. I already picked out so many things that we're going to do. Okay, good. Good. So, so basically, guys, the topic today is, you know, how to build your clientele, how to keep your clients, sustain that relationship, and when is the right time to fire your clients, right? So we're going to talk about those things. I mean, this is like one of those things that was like the freaking, like, raddest thing you ever said when I first met you. You were just like, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I'm going to fire the client. Oh, my God, this is a freaking boss. said dude it just it this is the whole reason why i'm doing all of this like i started this movement because you know somebody's got to be the breaker of chains you know what i'm saying like this elitist (laughs) thing that we're stuck in this elitist thing that we're stuck in where you know one of the things that i'm going to talk about you know what let's just jump around so i want to talk about you said here you said 
I've been on three different talent rosters over the years and none of them have helped me. So I want to talk. And then at the end, you ended it with like gave up the idea of being, you know, David Fincher. And and, and before you even jump into that, you know, uh, to answer that, I want to say, why do we think in this day and age, like what's the end goal? Why do we think that unless you're David Fincher or like Spielberg, like you, like maybe you haven't made it or something because there are so many more facets now. So, I mean, that's my thought process, right? The reason why I own what I do and I also live in Orange County and I own it and I voluntarily don't want to move to Hollywood or LA is because I prefer this lifestyle. So why don't you take it and kind of talk about that point? Okay, well, opportunities nowadays obviously to do this thing that we all love to do you know there's so many more channels there's so much need for content out there the 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 walls have really fallen for um you know for for people who have great stories to tell right i mean there's so much content and so in one hand it's a great time to be in this business and to be somebody who's got you know, a burning desire to be a filmmaker and to have a place to put it out there for the world to see. You know, but when I was growing up, there was, you know, it was, it's like become, it was like be getting in the NBA. Like the odds are the same, you know, getting to be the top five guys in the NBA is, was the same as, yes. you know, as, as getting, getting the, a job. Yes. Directing the kind of, you know, from the soul movie that you wanted to tell. Yes. Um, you know, with a budget. Right. So, I, but, you know, I realized that it's not, it wasn't necessarily being a, um, you know, a super successful uh, Hollywood filmmaker that was the most interesting thing to me. I really just loved having my hands on the tools and, you know, and then being able to just create, shoot pictures, just shoot pretty things and stick right. it in a computer and make it yes. better yes. and add sound to it yep. and, you know, add color to it, which is all part of it. And really take something that's in your head and right. make something beautiful and it's stick the best it out thing. in the world. It's the best thing. Yeah. That's all I cared about. Right. So then at the same time, I needed to make a living. Right. So commercial filmmaking was it. I mean, you know, I'll, now I don't care. I'll sell your bread box. I'll sell your right. software product, right. whatever it is. Love your the golf clubs, your, Love the your healthcare. It doesn't matter. Anything. Yep. I don't care. I don't yep. care what it is. I just love the opportunity to make to to make a make videos because because with that attitude you can still bring all those things that you could have brought making freaking jurassic park like i'm being honest like i mean you know ridley made ridley made the apple commercial that blew up the freaking commercial business you know yeah totally and then yeah that that once i when i started connecting those things like a commercial that was that i saw obviously super young and when i then later on i was like oh my god the, the guy who made the greatest movie of all time blade runner Yeah. Also made a commercial, and he did it his way, and it was like, holy shit! The you know there is, there it is that open. That's the the part that I loved was the the mood, creating moods, creating the world, all the stuff that Ridley Scott does so well. This is the conversation I love about it. This is the conversation because I don't want the film industry for everybody to be end all be all because it's just not. You know, I have friends, and I, I mention that all the time, I have friends that worked on really big, like big budget blockbuster movies as VFX supervisors, making $2,700 a week. Dude, that's pennies for the amount of work you have to put in. And you and I know, being in the commercial world, 
We know. So what I'm saying is that yeah. I want people to start, you know, thinking differently what you're talking about when it comes to art. Like, you know, let's get rid of all the crutches that were just like, unless Universal Pictures, you know, picked up, you know, my film. I just, I'm, I'm crippled. I can't do much unless like, you know, right. Fox Searchlight comes through. I'm not going to make it to Cannes. Right, right. And that, yeah, that, it took me a long time to let go of that, honestly. It took, you know, it took the help from, you know, just, you know, just, you know, just admitting to yourself that it's like, you're not, you're not that guy and whatever. It's totally fine. So letting go of that and just embracing you know, owning it. Videos. I'm sorry, are we swearing? Are we, no, no, we are. Do do whatever you gotta do. We're owning it. Another thing, another thing I want to touch base on, which I love. Let me just tell your audience that you, you and I kind of both have bad mouths. Oh, we have terrible mouths, dude. They don't even know. My, my, my kids and my kids are freaking. No, somebody, somebody freaking got somebody got bummed at me on YouTube saying that he's like, hey, can you stop saying the word freak? Like, you, you say freaking a lot. I'm like, you know what I'm subbing this for, right? I'm like, you understand what I'm subbing this for. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're starting to see your game, dude. Exactly. They know, they know. Brother, I want to... You keep it clean here, buddy. So if I try to keep it clean. You, you try to keep it clean. Exactly. All right, brother, I want to touch base on another thing. You know, you said here, my wife finally says, like, we need to do these jobs ourselves. And then you kind of like, yeah. you know, you guys cut out the middleman. And that's also so freaking exciting because I say today we don't need gatekeepers. And that mentality yeah. that you have, like, you know, touch base on it a little bit because it's got to be frightening in the beginning. So what was the game plan? Because that can help people when they hear, you know, the whole thing from start to finish. Well, it's interesting because you and I have had a conversation and it's like, I think we both realized that the... the women in our lives our wives have been so huge so much so much more important than we ever would have imagined in the yeah. beginning of the relationships right changes like, everything you know, I think yeah. we're, we're both very driven people we both have these, have these very big giant goals and oftentimes you get you know very yes. myopic and uh it takes someone else being like dude you know like you're not seeing it for what it is yeah you're yeah yeah or you're, you're, you're keep banging your head against this stupid yes. idea when the, just like, go around it. Up, oh, um, yeah. So, all the time. I, I, all the time. And so, and, you know, and it's maturity and, you know, like, you know, when we were young, you know, my wife and I were together when I was like 24, 25, and I'm, right. you know, 44 now. So it's, you know, so it, we had all these years of being young together and I had this dream and I'm going to be a filmmaker and da 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 and it's like... And I'm just getting abused by the people I'm working for. Work, you know, I'm cutting their gigantic infomercials at yeah. five dollars an hour. Or whatever. Yes, I'm getting, you know, been there. You know, it's like a six months of my life go by, and I've cut five infomercials for somebody, and it's like I'm like, been there, and they're not even happy. Okay. You're on version thirteen. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes, yeah. right. It's just like never ending. And, yeah, and she's like. Well, I'm going to start, you know, let, let's, I'm going to produce the job. I'm going to protect us from not getting paid and from being over-abused by, you know, right. people are taking advantage of me. They're taking advantage of me right. because I had this, like, oh, thank you for this opportunity. To be right, 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 right. You're a go-getter. Thank you for right. letting me in. I'm the, yeah, I'm the director now. Thank you for letting me be your director. Yes. And then they just abuse and, you know, like, just. You're doing it for the world. credit. It might make yeah, it big cans or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That old She's thing. Going to can and, yeah, yeah, uh, that so old thing. She taught me to see through all the charlatans and the bullshit. Yeah. And, and then, and then have the courage to 
to you know to, to take on big jobs and take money from people and say your budget is safe with us you know your right. your 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 multi thousand dollar your your project is safe in our hands even though we're just two kids living in a in a studio apartment right. you know it's like we put on this illusion that we were bigger and right. that we could handle things and we faked it and you know we would fake it till you become we'd, it we'd rent, we'd rent cars so that they wouldn't see the crappy cars we were really driving right. you know, we would meet in you know we'd meet at like we work places and things like that or you right. know, before that just Starbucks and stuff so they couldn't see this little apartment we're living in right. and, da, 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 and just try to build the sense that we have it together we can do this and then we did and right. then it was like alright oh, this is not that hard do a goddamn good job work really hard make it awesome and then know your tools well enough to deliver the products where it looks Yes. Better than they imagine, right? Yes. And then once you make it, then who cares? Then the rest is history. Right. Like the Cosman Studio is a, a home office right next to Cosman's, like you know, a community bathroom. And then it's like this, just right in here. Like I mean, this is not That's like right. some place in Santa Monica where you walk off to a freaking yeah. beach. I mean, Irvine is really yeah. nice. Don't get me wrong. I prefer nice. Irvine over like many it's places. Nice. You know. Irvine. But one thing that I want to talk about, let's let's go because you just gave me so much good stuff, and I also have so many great questions. I have so many great questions that came in too, so we're gonna to touch all of those, okay. right? So another thing you said, okay. two minute and under is your sweet spot, pretty much. So uh, my question yeah. is, uh, for people like you know, it's gonna help them. Is it good to be general, or is it good to be kind of like targeted, like how you are? What do you think works better for you? problem with their brain they want the best brain surgeon they can find they want the specialist okay ultimately right if it if it means if it means that much yeah you know if the project is that important they want the best person for the job and ultimately that means you know if they're shooting a car commercial about you know about the black tires they want to know that you shot black tires better than anybody yes you know like it has to be it gets really really Niche. specific right and, and that's and that's just because people are you know they don't quite understand that that you know, guys like us can do a lot of different things. You know? Right. And I think we, it's easy to get pigeonholed like that, but I think they want a specialist. I'm, so I'm going to have to agree. Specialist is, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you um, on that. Like, although I don't, I don't love it, you know, because it's like, you know, you're more than just a creative director. And, and I'm not just saying that, you know, because you want to do it all. But I mean, there are other things that you might be really strong at. Like I am, a colorist now known as a colorist but I went to school yeah. for cinematography and editing and you and I talked yeah. about it I love those two yeah. things as much when I'm putting out these videos the most exciting part is not even doing the tutorial and showing them the look actually lighting the set you know how am I gonna light it this time like I get freaking pumped about it you know so I get yeah, to use my right. skill that I don't yeah. openly talk about because if I do, then the message gets convoluted and people are like, bro, are you a cinematographer or a filmmaker? Or like, who are you? So, you know, right. I, I think eventually I want to kind of massage it and like help people understand that it's not the worst thing, you know, to be like a little bit more. But at the same time, I could not agree more when I go in as like a senior colorist and that's what it says on LinkedIn and everything. I can charge way more as a colorist than if it says right. editor colorist, then I'm getting paid the editor colorist, like somewhere mediocre, right. like rate, you know? So I do have to agree right. with you on that. Right. But your skills as a senior level pro colorist are the thing that's going to 
making the most money. That's that's just the bottom line. I want to talk yeah, about. No, no, no. I want to talk about, like, you know, you said the business side, I try to keep it really simple. Um, and I think that's one of the things and, and kind of not only talk about that, but also talk about some of like the negotiation tactics too, because one of the things that people struggle with the most when they're starting out, um, myself included, is sometimes you underbid yourself. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. I lost yeah. jobs with uh, big companies. Uh, trailer Park wanted to hire me to cut some stuff and I lost that gig because I underbid myself and the reason why I knew that is because a buddy of mine had an insider and he said, what the hell was your you know, friend thinking saying this much and this much a day? Like he should, should have been charging way more if a freaking human resources person reached out to him. And so I, I underbid myself and lost the gig, but then other times it's always that thing, right? Like, and this happens to me all the time on Instagram, but now I, you know, I use my leverage to kind of flip it, but it's every time I just get people saying, how much, how much do you charge for, you know, how much do you charge for a music video? And I'm like, bro, right. I'm like, bro, what's your budget? And don't, don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit me. And right. then most of the time right. they tell the truth, but what is the right way when somebody is starting out, you know, and how would you attack that? Well, I think that's exactly right. I think everybody has, at least anybody approaches me, has an idea of exactly how much money they want to spend. It's like they're shopping for a car or a house or whatever. They know what they want to spend. And getting to that number and getting that is just like, you got to do that as fast as possible. Because it's like, if they're looking for me to come in way under this magic number they have in their head, that... <laughs> it's probably not going to happen Yeah. because their number is it's like just just tell me how much you want to spend and I'll tell you what we can do for it if it's $5,000 there's not much we can do for it right. if there's $50,000 we can do something if it's $100,000 we can do something pretty good if it's $200,000 we can do something magic we can do a lot of great stuff now I love I, I love where you're headed because now let's lead into the other topic of this conversation, firing... Let me, let, me, let me just say that one of the things that really fascinated me about you uh, from the get-go was like, you're just throwing out your numbers. You're just like, look, this is what I make. This is what we do. This is how much I made doing this last year. And it's like, no one talks about that shit. And it's super important. Why, dude? Like, wh like yeah. why are we... Because we're, we're all afraid that we're, the other guy's going to steal our job. Yes. I, mean, I, I think, you know, there's just that. It's just... You know, we're just afraid that if I give away my numbers, then they're going to come and they're going to know what I'm paying. But this is so. where you said, like, you know, your wife and you, like, that mentality, that mindset to cut the middleman and go straight to the source. If people think like that more and more, then nobody's worried that anybody's taking their job because this is how I'm approaching life. So I don't care. I'm genuinely, when I put out these tutorials, I tell everybody, I'm like, hey, this is what's happening when I'm working on a TV commercial. Like, this is what happened when I worked on your spot. Like, that's it. Yeah. This is how it was created. Like, take it, go. Like, take my, right. maybe hit up Kip and let's see if he hires you over me. That's like, I don't, right. like, right. That, that's the risk. That's the risk. Right, they, now, they have, now they have everything you're giving them. They have your, your node structure. They have your client list. You know, like. But here's the thing, here's the thing. My mentality is, why are we, why are we, reducing ourselves down to a zip code. How about we get outside of a zip code? I mean, this is gonna sound stupid, because it might be, but my clientele right now is a little over seven billion people. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going for that. So like, I don't care if 
by for one project, you know, Kip finds someone that gives him a better deal and then I don't get to work on that project. I'm just like, dude, I'm not hurting because I'm working with right. somebody in Morocco. Like, it's cool. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, and then for me, it's it's not just about, I'm not looking for the, you know, the lowest bidder. I, you know, it's like I'm looking for the sure thing. Yes. I'm looking for, I'm now, I'm, I'm, I'm now in that position that my clients are looking for where they want, you know, they want the guy who's going to deliver the best thing and without with as little hassle as possible. I want to talk about this amazing thing that you said, and I do the same exact thing. Um, but I think a lot of, you know, people that are starting out might not be doing that. And that is research. Sometimes people yeah. do it too much and they get into analysis paralysis before getting into a project or if somebody's trying to, you know, start a YouTube channel, whatever. You said here, like, I love the excuse to watch great commercials and that's the right thing because yeah. when I'm going, that's what I do. So, you know, you tell yeah. me, hey, Kazi, I'm going for the black and white look and this is what I want. I'm not going to look at 10 billion things. I'll just put in Sin City and watch it for like 15 minutes. And I, yeah. I download the contrast and those pops, color pops and those things. That's my yeah. point of reference. I lock it in, do that, and that's it. Because it they freaking knocked it out of the park. They killed it. That's it. I'm going with that. Then I'm going to add my flair on top of it. But that's it. I'm not going to go on YouTube. I'm not going to go on News Shooter. I'm not going to spend 500 hours doing my research. And I like that you said that you go to straight to the source. But if you know people who are starting out based on this like mentality can you elaborate it a little bit obviously we already talked about it but like you know when somebody's starting out and they want to do some research if they're working on what's the process well commercial filmmaking in particular is fashion i mean it's just like fashion so you have to know that um it changes every season you know it's constantly you know the the trends of it are constantly you know, being, they're constantly evolving. And right. like, you know, the fashion industry, it's, you know, they, they, they do, um, they, you know, for buyers in the fashion industry, they're working on, on clothing that's coming out in two years, right? Or something like that, you know, 18 months or something. They're always 18 months ahead of it. And they're basically, they know what's going, the colors that are going to be in fashion. They know the trends 18 months in advance because they have to get everybody working on it now in order to make those deadlines. Yes. So if you think about that, it's like it's a very there's a there's a there's an interesting psychology to it all where you are understanding the seasons and the yes. cyclical nature of human beings. And you see the same thing in in, in commercials. You don't see it much as as much in, in movies. It's a slower moving ship because they're so big and it takes so long, but commercials are so much faster. Right. You can actually see that you know, you can see culture changing through commercials and so then pick your genre and you know I, I happen to spend a lot of time working in you know sports and in and, uh, golf commercials and stuff like that and it's like we I'm I, I have to kind of be ahead of the curve a little bit and the way to do that is research and just knowing what's out there watching everybody else's work you know taking from other places you know I you know one of my big things is just you know don't steal from the competition you gotta if you're gonna steal some good ideas Go to different sources. Don't go yeah. to the other golf guys. You know, go yeah, to yeah, yeah. no go way. To Klein, oh, for sure. To, you know, go to a different genre of right. it, and then pull from that and bring it into that, and then it becomes the. Uh, then you're the, the trendsetter. Yeah, right. And you're you're remixing the culture. Instead. Right. Everything's a remix mentality. Oh, right? that's so, it. I mean, so you're, you're borrowing from this. You're borrowing from that. Right. And you're like. 
hey, I'm going to, you know, that last one that you worked on, it was, you know, it was a golf commercial, but a perfume ad. Basically, right. I was, you know, what we were trying to do. I mean, and that's right. what—that's um, what it is. Like, so many people get, you know, I'm gonna create something original. Well, original stuff, like you know, like uh, Tarantino says, right? Like he's the biggest thief. Like you know, he's stealing from everyone, yeah. and then he's creating this jambalaya, and he's owning it, oh and that's the truth. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, because you know, you you look at his work, and it's consistently. Pay, pays homage to everything that came before it, but in his own way. It's, it's his work. Like, nobody can say like, that, oh, this is just like a straight-up copycat, like whatever, you know? Right, right. You can pick it apart and find the references, but it's all his. I want to talk about, you said here, um, and this is a good one too, like basically you, when you're planning out a commercial, and that's, mm -hmm. I think it's still related to keeping that clientele because they like the decisive nature of how you approach your projects because you said like you almost like shoot to edit even when you're writing it like each frame in a 30 second spot is like there has to be some action in it so coming from that mentality yeah. probably also it helps you that you were an editor first you know so you bring yeah. in that mentality because this is how i shoot but i mean maybe touch base on it a little bit because there's a lot of people you know that in this day and age in 2020 i feel like people are filmmakers. They're not just colors, traditional colors that never touch the camera. A lot of like youngins, they pick up a camera, they go shoot with their black ma magic, they bring it back, they try to color it, they try to edit the whole nine. So I think this can yeah. help them, you know? Right, so, um, and this, you know, this is kind of, I think the, what makes the work for me, high quality is when all the pieces fit together really well. Like when the whole thing is working in concert, right? So I want every image to connect to the, you know, every image to connect to the one that follows. And I want the music to punctuate it and carry it all along. And I want the motion in the frame to all connect together. So, you know, keeping the eye trace connected. So that takes planning and you have to plan every moment i didn't know that when i first started making commercials it was just like you know spray and pray it was just like yeah 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 so gonna, many people do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Bomb roll it like, just bring four cameras and roll them i guess i got it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and now it's now it's much more like okay for this shot the only thing i need yeah is for the camera to move up and you to look, you know, like it's coming in close and then you look up. We got you know, it moving on. Like, yeah. I'm just going to use that one second. I just need you to look up real like this. And Love then, it. Boom, I cut. And then it cuts to the thing they're looking at. Yeah. You know, like, so you know all those pieces. So you're only directing in these small one second moments, or two second right. moments. You're not, it's, it's not like narrative directing where you're looking, you're, you're turning the cameras on, you're letting up an actor give you a full on performance. I don't, that's not my world. My world is just, you know, little small moments. No, I'm going to have to say on that, that I feel like, I feel like, you know, you said it, it takes some pre-planning and, you know, for people to get intimidated and be like, oh, I'm just new, like maybe I'll just learn by, you know, trial and error. That's not true. Uh, it doesn't take that much pre-planning. Like, I mean, and I think if you associate that pre-planning as something that's going to pay in freaking tenfold you know on the other side in post then it makes it way more fun like 
a lot of the scripts for my YouTube videos, I write them like when, or, or even concepts that I come up with is during dinner or something. Like I'm just sitting there and instead of like watching like some mind numbing, like a soccer match or something, which what I used to do and it's a lot of fun, I still do do that. But like when I'm coming up with some concepts or something, I'll just sit down and I'll be just thinking about like in my head and then I have my iPad there and I'm eating and I'm just kind of just jotting down some ideas, some notes, you know? And it's like, I'm, I built it into my lifestyle so then it doesn't come off as like ah like i have to do this i have to make time for this but i think but i think it's so freaking important like i said like how much it pays off at the end and when you look at the whole process it's just so much better at the end like you know it, it goes the same way when people are just like kazi send me some footage because i also have black magic but my footage doesn't look as good well go like learn then learn to shoot properly and it will look that yeah. good because we both have right. the same camera right. you know what i mean kind of thing so like right. let's just put in two extra seconds you know to like perfect our craft because nothing not everything can be fixed in post i want to touch base on one more thing again like one of those things why i freaking love you so much because we think alike and that is you say there are no rough cuts and that's what I believe in. Anytime when when I'm working on a job as an editor and they're just like, hey, Kazi, so you have a week for a rough. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be V1. And dude, I get so bummed out when they send it out to client and they call it, it's a rough cut. Everything is going to be changed. We're going to change the people. We're going to change the music. We're going to change the direct. Like, we're going to change it all. I'm like, what are you guys talking yeah. about? No. Like, I own it. That. That's, <clears throat> human beings aren't capable of... <sighs> They're, they're not capable of seeing the finished product. doesn't matter who you are. It could be Spielberg. It like, exactly. It matter. It's like, you know, it, it, it's like when, it's like if you got someone to come, you know, paint your house and they're like, yeah, look, look we're, we're using this color now, but I'm telling you, <laughs> this page is going to fade to that perfect color. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> right, right, right. I, mean, right. I can't even do it. I love it. I can't even do it. So really what you want is that first that first impression, that first cut should just be oh. as close as possible. Because I don't want their notes. I mean, you know, no I don't. Are fine, but I, I don't want their notes. Like, I get, if your notes are, well, we're going to make, we're going to fix, you know, you're going to fix the logo and, you know, we got to put, we got to swap the music into, like, I, I know, I get all that. So right. I don't want to hear it. Right. Because it, I mean, it sounds like, I'm, I'm not, it's not like, But no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. With it's, it's, I just, it, it's not, conduce it to the to the finished product I, like, I just wanted to get right to the edge as fast as possible and for everyone to go is it working or not is this gonna is this the thing that we hoped it would be right. is this gonna go out and you know represent X brand or product the way we intended then let's just get to that conversation right now oh no you don't you don't want to give them things are, you don't want to give them an inch because like once they know yeah. that you're like incapable and they're gonna have to do a lot of hand holding then they're gonna come in about everything like you don't want to do that you know what i'm talking about that they're gonna be like oh what do you what do you really think about this music what do you think about the sound design like then it you start a conversation that you don't want to have and then it's like you know janice and human resources doesn't like the way this girl's hat looked oh i know i know please I can't fix everything. It's like, that's what it is. That's the hat we chose. No, dude. The craziest thing is, like, I just just worked on a Nissan job, and they brought in this numbers guy whose job was to literally make sure that they're saying the right PSI and stuff like that. Like, literally, that was his job. All of a sudden, like, this guy is just sitting there and talking about, like, music choices. 
And I'm just like, yeah, right. and I'm just like, I don't want to be a prick. Like, I want to listen to everybody. I know. But I know, at the I same agree. time, I'm like, hold on a second, dude. Like, yeah. let me go through your Spotify playlist. Let's just feel it out. <laughs> like something here. Like, you know, if we're on the same page. Okay, I want to start like the Q&A thing. And like, we're obviously going to be still, you know, uh, talking about whatever. But like, let's just start attacking some of these. So the first sure. question is... Uh, how do you deal with the client that doesn't negotiate prices? Um, <clears throat> there has to be some kind of, you know, minimum, right? So let's take it in chunks of a thousand. So if you have a client that wants to spend five thousand dollars, and if you can make something for that, and it's gonna teach you about your new Black Magic camera, and you get the chance to work, you know, to Love use it. Kazi's new, um, you know, Master Color. Pro course yeah. and they're going to give you a month to do the job and they're going to give you five thousand dollars then do it love it right yeah. that's like that that's how i started great point like two thousand dollars okay well at least i you know I, it'll sit me it, it lets me sit in front of this computer and work out all my bad ideas right you just have to get you have to get you know whatever it is if it's five dollars or five thousand dollars whatever it, if there's something there and if they're a good person if, they, if they're nice people and they just, that's all they've got or whatever, and they just want to do something and they're willing to work with you, then do it. It's like, fucking do it. That's the job. Take when job. when wouldn't you do it? Like, what? when is the time when you just kind of like be... What, okay, let's talk about this. What are some of those like things that they should look out for that just is a bad vibe that you know that you know with your experience now that okay that is not gonna pan out right and then plus they're not paying you what you want to get paid so how do you know well I had a, a project come to me recently and uh, the script was just unbelievably long and uh, it just was written so badly and you could tell that you know that it was just like on page after page after page and 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 my thing is like you know i can read through these scripts as an editor would you know as you see it in a finished edit so you can you know i, I got a, enough sense of timing that right. i can read through this thing you know five minutes into this read and i'm like what the fuck am i reading what is this? you know it's like so yeah, yeah. it's like I, i'm not i'm not right for that i can't I, no matter what i can't fix that shot it's just if you guys want to cut this thing down to 20 seconds or 30 seconds i'm your guy but if you, if you need all this content i'm not your guy Dude, I worked on a project where I'm dealing with people that used to be in, uh, you know, uh, print service, like publishing, and, you know, they would write the copy for magazine and yeah. stuff, and yeah, they moved right. into video, and I, I got 30 <sighs> slides. Dude, I have 30 slide deck, and they want it, and it's filled with copy, and they want it to be a minute and a half, and they want to hear the exhaust, and they want to hear all the sounds, and they want to hear the birds chirping, and I'm like... What what is happening? Like one minute equals like one page equals one minute. Like you guys understand I this? Offended. I feel offended for the audience. You know, it's like you guys, you're not living in a world where people give a shit about your five minutes of monologuing. Knock it off. Like, you have <laughs> such a tiny little window to get yeah. Otherwise, you're swiped Ooh. off, man. It's like don't you know? Just it's so sad. So, I, I feel offended. I feel offended for the people that the their potential audience. Like, no one's gonna sit through this. Don't waste their time. You have, you know. And the other thing is, is the I'll tell you what. You know, a bad red flag about a client is if they, they if they're coming to you with every dime they have, and this video better work. It's gonna save my. It's gotta save my company. It's got. We got everything riding on this video. 
it's like walk away from that one. It's a video is never going to save anything. I, I worked on a, a piece of one piece of content. Like, like it's not going to save your company. It's, oh, it's, no. a, it's a campaign yes. that will slowly build you into a better place. Yes, I no, couldn't. One agree commercial more. isn't going to go viral and change your squatty potty life. It's like you're not going to get that shit. It's just like. You know, it, it's not it's not one video that's gonna save you. It's no, a, and that that having that clear and, and consistent campaign. Right, and having that clear expectation. I I talk about it all the time that, you know, don't always, don't always be the one who only listens and doesn't talk back because there's a fine line where you can bring a lot of value by having opinions. Now you don't have to have opinions just for the sake of it, but there's so many times. So that thirty slide deck job that I'm talking about. They freaking love me. They yeah. they get me back all the time because I helped even the writers. We went from thirty you know page deck to like literally we actually did the video minute and a half. It's on my website, and uh, I'm not gonna say the client's name, but it's on my website. But and you know it worked out, and they absolutely loved it. And now they're always like, bring Kazi back, bring Kazi back, Kazi. What should we do? Like, how should we say this or how should we do that? Should we? take out the freaking you know text and just fill it with some like mo graph you know all those things so it's like don't always think that being a yes man or woman like is going to win you clients and you know that's going to help you with the longevity like you kind of have yeah. to hold your ground but again you know figure it out like you know play off of your yeah. leverage like what is it that's why i tell a lot of people that hey guys work for free in the start because Nothing yeah, will give you greater sure. nothing will give you greater leverage than that because ultimately Absolutely. you're the one who's choosing to like offer your services. That's way better yeah, than somebody paying you 50 bucks and for your real. Right. If you get something for your real out of it then that's great. If, and, you can, if you can take somebody's 5 minute video and then cut your own little 30 second out of it later, that's great. This is what that's I'm a saying. Good use of your time. I want to talk about okay, another question is high yeah. Uh, like this guy wants high paying easy job with a big budget so where do you find those high paying easy job with a big budget what that's a real question <laughs> where do i find out i don't i don't is do there it. such a thing can that happen a high paying easy job first no job is easy ever mm -hmm. they're all hard right every every but it's fun it's challenging hard. but it's fun yeah it's you know, it, we're not working in the bottom of a coal mine. I mean, there's a billion really awful, hard physical jobs. Way more. This, yeah. this job is luxury. You know, it's, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a beautiful gift, but it's it takes a lot of your hours. It takes you away from your family. It sucks your soul out. It you know it, it causes you to really have to dig deep to solve gigantic problems. And there's no easy jobs. So high paying, you know. That's a dream. I don't know. Let's move it. Moving on. Is working yeah. with clients from other countries without meeting in person viable? Totally. Yeah, totally. Look at this. I mean, you know. I agree. We happen to be 15 miles away from each other, but, you know. You didn't know that. When, didn't when know you that. approached me, you didn't know that. I could have been I like, dude, I'm in UAE, that. and you'll be like, all right, cool. How can I send you this yeah. file? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to go. So this one is a good one. And we can, you know, obviously you talk about it. Um, I want to go to LA for more experience. So in, again, this day and age, do you think people will get a leg up if somebody actually lives in LA and is close to those big players? Does it really matter that much? Or, or yeah, your take. Uh, it's hard for me to say. I mean, when I, when I was going up to LA in like the early 2000s to work, I was, you know, going as a, PA and I was going as a grip and I was going and I looked 
learned a lot, you know, just working for free on independent movies for days and days. And, you know, I learned a ton of things about that. And now has become so well I can see long lenses and I know right. what, it, so when I'm planning a job as a director, I'm trying to walk in on a day with an executable plan and it was working on other people's sets that taught me what can be done in a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's so important because you have, as a director, you have to make your day. That's it. You that's know, that's like, that's the big risky challenge is, oh shit, we, the sun's down and you know, we still yep. have five shots left. We didn't yep. get the main things. So you have, and that's your fault. As a director, that is your fault. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you have to have a plan that is flexible, that is, that you can work and it, it all came from me working on other people's sets in lower end jobs as you know like you know working as a grip working as a camera operator working as a PA working as all that stuff and I did that for a long time on in, in LA but it ultimately wasn't worth the commute and and I liked post more I like being in charge of finished product right so. I I really love this one thing I'm gonna find it where is it you talked about you work in Irvine and it's a small community but and then mm-hmm. there's a humility aspect that I want to touch base on you're like one day you're a director and the next day you'll you're a freaking PA or something like that oh, and and yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think For another sure. thing that people need to hear more and more is that people will work on one cool you know gig and then all of a sudden they're too good for everything else like it has to match that or top that or they're not going to do it so i think you know i always tell everybody and i mean it i tell everybody that you know when i'm not working like my day rate is zero dollars an hour and and dude i mean it it's just the truth and to this day i will grade a short film for five hundred dollars if a person can give me a pitch because, dude, you you know, I'm a businessman first, art, artist second. So, like, if you pitch yeah. me the idea and if I'm sold, I'm taking it. Because at that point, I'm not right. even doing it for the money. I'm sold on, like, the project right. itself and the person. So, I want right. to talk to you about it because I think you can enlighten, like, some people. And, like, you know, again, like, the people that are just starting out that just, like, have these high expectations and anything below that, they're just too good for it. Well... I, I think that the key thing with that is like, yeah, one day you're a director and then the next day you're back to being a PA. It's that, that is a humble experience. I mean, it's something I, I went through often where, you know, but again, it's bad, but it, well, I would be a PA, but I'd be working on other directors' jobs. And right. That's super valuable. Seeing how other people do their job is huge. That's great. So that's much. a great point. I would see. So it doesn't, so yeah, I'm a director on, on Tuesday and then on Thursday, I'm, you know, just, and you know, guy managing traffic, uh, you know, for another guy's shoot. Dude, I love it. It's great because there I am. I'm I'm working with the, you know a lot. Oftentimes with Orange County, I work with the same crew I had that earlier in that week. You right. know, so it's like I get to know everybody better. I get to see how they work for other people. I get to steal things from these guys. I see other gear that they're using that I might want to use on my shoot. It's you know, you you meet people. You you see like the mistakes they made. You see you see how long it takes to you know to like get set up in the morning. You know, it's like understanding that. You, can, you don't walk in and start shooting. These are, you know, it's like you 90 minutes sometimes it takes to start shooting. What a great perspective, man. You need to figure love that it. out. Yeah. yeah. Love it, love it. What a great perspective. And it's like, it just, it's so refreshing because I think that I'm a psycho that my brain works like that. I'm always learning and I'm always like, I don't care. I'll 
like you know in our private group i'll see some people creating these looks that i'm just like look at this mofo like this is freaking cool this is freaking cool like this you know i'm impressed because i'm never going to be that guy that is like ah oh, it's good but i would have done it like xyz like you know come on man just cut it off yeah. I want to talk about another question that just came in is like, do you ever tell the client to limit those who are in the review process? Like, is there, I mean, I haven't done it, but I it, can't really tell them what to do. It's just like, I can't tell them not to show it to people or what, you know, I, I, I have no control over it. Right. I just, I like back to that first, they were talking about, I just try to make it so far along. There's not much to talk about. If they don't like the music, I'm the music. I don't care if they don't like certain things you know there's 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 the things you can change that's that's are simple and and if it's so far along that it's almost done then nobody wants to undo the, you know they don't want to undo the foundation they just want to make some cosmetic changes and that's fine right you know and and so if 100 people look at it and they're like they all agree the music sucks you better do something about it you know so i'm happy to you know this i'm not making it for me i'm making it for the for a wider audience i'm making it for people that don't know me and don't care about me or our products or any of that so to get unsolicited opinion is important. You know, I just can't have it come in where it's going to, you know, let's start over. Let's just, we're going to throw away this foundation. This is unsound. And, you know, it's like, dude, there's three days left for this delivery. We're not doing that. Right. And I also so. like, like what you just said, like, I mean, I think it's very important. And again, people who are just starting out, like ego plays a huge role and they get hurt if somebody tells them something. And I think it's very important when you're working with the client that you detach yourself from their product. It's their product. Ultimately, they own it, right? So, yeah. oh, so totally. it's yeah, totally yeah. fine. Like, I mean, now how are you gonna get creative about it? Like, you know, this this music video that I just put out is like, first of all, freaking this artist was so big I didn't even know. Like, he's like Moroccan, like number one artist there, dude. He's massive. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it blew up. It's amazing when I'm working on it. I sent them the cut and, you know, they came back and they were like, hey, can you brighten it up a little bit in these areas? And my croc brain just goes, no, this is perfect the way I sent it to you. Like, I don't like my croc brain is like, don't you think that I tried it? It's exactly. I'm like, oh, no. In, in my head, I'm always Ben Stiller from Friends. You know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> In my head. <laughs> like I'm losing my, you know, and then, and then I just go, you know what? Let me see what I can do. So then I flip it around. I go in and I start experimenting with certain things. And you know what? At the end, I genuinely thought that the end product was better. And then I said it. Like it took a little bit to you, say it, but then I said it. Yeah. I, I like I said, hey, to, uh, tell the director. That's another good thing about having a partner, having a wife, having somebody who's like. Just like, get your get out of the way. Get your ego out of here. Knock it off. Dude. Oh, just dude. 100. Listen to them and, and she's always right. It's just like, stop being an asshole. Stop, it, you know, like, but it's, it's, you know, it's, we, it's, the, it's, the, it can it's be tough. Part of the job. It's part of the job. We go deep. We go deep into the shit and, you know, you get into it and you're just like, it's all mine. All mine. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> We're like Golem. Just and, like. And she comes in, she's like, you know, no, yeah. stop it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just knock it so, off. You're not a golem it's like good it. to have. It's good to have people you love around you, people who are interested in who's 
who you open your work up to that. Because yes. if, if she likes it, if she approves of it, then I'm fucking good, dude. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Now she's, we she's, are really lucky. Now we're lucky that both of our wives like have that, you know, they're producers yeah. and they have that yeah. eye where they can just go, yeah. Hey, this is boring, this is good, let's move on. Yeah. But yeah. not many people will have that, right? Either their wives are gonna be like, Honey, everything that you do is amazing, or she's yeah. gonna she's gonna be like this sucks. Maybe you should think about doing something else with your life. So both of those. Well, I'll just say one thing about you know you gotta you gotta you know whatever it is you gotta marry your best friend. So you know that's yeah. a whole other conversation. No, exactly. That helps. That helps. Let me. Okay, so we we got twelve minutes left. Let's hit up some okay. more questions. Let's do it. Anyone who's passionate about okay, so this this question is interesting because. Basically, you know, he's saying anyone who's passionate about bringing a vision to life, uh, that's like this person's ideal client. The client that they want to work is somebody that brings their passion to life. That is good. Now, I want to take it a step further. Where do you draw the line? Like, is that enough? Or should we go back to when you started and you said you had to feed your freaking family? Like, you sometimes you have to kind of draw the line in the sand and you have to pick and choose. So where is that fine line? Wait, wait, tell me the question again. So, so the question is, this this person is saying that what matters to him when it comes to his ideal client mm -hmm. is anyone who's passionate about bringing a vision to life. Let's just say okay. this person is bringing the vision to life, but not necessarily paying your bills. So then what's the... Right. Well, that, that I, that's a, a dream client to me, and I've definitely had relationships creative directors who are so strong and so visual and so, and you're just like oh thank god i found somebody who i can relate yeah. to and who's yeah. who's so passionate about you know that you know there's been a couple over the years that are just amazing to work with right and they know the product better than anybody and they have a you know they've been in the game you know they're making commercials they've been doing other things with other people so they've been in the game long enough to, to get to shops and, right. and it's like wow then i feel like oh my god i found a, a strong creative partner and together it's Right. You know, it's the, uh, you know, faster alone, further together thing. So right. you go into new places together. And that is a gift. And when you find that, it's a gift. But, you know, oftentimes they're all looking at me to be the most passionate person, to bring all the, you know, to bring the creative thing to it. That's why they're hiring me. So it's, it's you got the personality for it. Often, oftentimes it's like it's kind of on my shoulders to be the one who cares. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, but I love it because literally, like, like I said, you got the personality for it. I don't know if you always had that personality or you developed by being in that role, but it just comes out. It's like, it's like, like lifting weights. Exactly, because it's like you know, like when I when I talk to you, like there's you know friendly tone, you're friendly and all that, but then I also know that when you want to like you know throw the hammer down, that's gonna happen too. So I mean, that's a really fine balance, but I feel like it comes over time with experience. Um, yeah. Another question I want to ask you is, uh, so this person is saying that his dream client is who understands our work. So I'm interpreting it as, you know, that it matters to be appreciated and it's necessary to be appreciated. But I want to ask you, because I've been on both sides, right? So like, I want to do it for the money sometimes. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if they're just like, cool, good, fine. And I'm just, I'm not sitting there like with this, with my shoulder, like, hey, can I get a little pat, like do something? Like, you know, just make me feel special, please. Like, I'm just like, I don't care. And as, as I get more experience and the time goes on, I require that affirmation less and less. 
Like I'm just like, okay, I, you know, I, my head is in the game. I got the project done. It's good. Maybe that person is busy. They don't have the time to come around and hug me and, you know, spoon me and all that. Like, it's fine. Like I'm moving on. But I want to ask you, I want to ask you, even when somebody is starting out, how important that is or, or how do you uh, attack it where you kind of detach yourself from that and just like, you know, stay focused with what you're working on? Well, I'll tell you something funny that, you know, like to, to put out a 30 second commercial in the world is the result of <clears throat> months and months of my life. You know, it all comes Easy. down to a 30 second. Totally. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just, it's, that's it. Right. And, I, and, you know, they're not seeing all the other stuff we shot. And, you know, oftentimes there's, you know, multiple edits and things, you know, they're, they're, they're campaigns, not, but, but really when it comes when it comes down to it, I'm I'm spitting out a thirty second commercial at the end of all these months of work. And then it's literally like a Dropbox link goes off into the world and somebody at the other end goes, Got it, thanks. Dude, I'm telling you, yes. Hundreds, yes. hundreds of hours of my life. Like I you know, like my, my marriage was on the brink of disaster. My kids hate me and all I get is a got it, thanks. You know, like oh, so dude. I've had to over over the years just be like I, you can't there's no high fives in the end you know a week later I'll be at the gym and there's 50 TVs on the wall and my commercial's playing on one of them and I'm like oh, that's what's I'm up around, like, that's what's and no up one the, and no one in that place gives a shit about it I know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, guys, I made that. But, you know, but like, that satisfaction, that gratification, where you know that you did it and you got it. I think that's way more than somebody saying like, "Hey, good job, buddy." You're like, "That's right, that's right." Like that, that's playing yeah. there. That's me. Um, yeah. And I love it what you yeah. just said because it's like. There's no, there's no big pat on the back there's no you did a great job you know sometimes it's like hey it looks great awesome you know or you know or a week later like all oh, the youtube comments are you know they're, they're destroying us they hate it or they're like you know and it's, i don't read any of this stuff but they'll right. tell me if it's doing all right or you know we're getting spikes in sales and you know metrics are up or whatever i all think that stuff's great i personally think that we and, and i'm learning that through social media right because you know come on there's nobody more dangerous than keyboard ninjas right because they're all out there yeah. and they just like rip you apart like i mean they just don't care they'll yeah. talk about your freaking like from everything dude like physical appearance like you know your brain like everything so it's like when you uh, develop a thick no skin Nobody talks about my hair though. Like everybody loves jealous. it. They're all just jealous of your hair, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No way. They don't. Oh they no. That shit. Thanks yeah, to my dad. Nobody, nobody can touch that hair, dude. Hell yeah, no, dude. That. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> no way. Say what you want. No way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will allow my wife to touch my hair only on her birthday. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is that you know. Because if you're going to value somebody's appreciation, that means you're also going to value when they tell you you suck. So don't get in that habit. Like, don't give somebody else so much power over you that it affects, like, your whole eventually trajectory because it matters what others say, you know? So I would, you know, like, and you already summed it up. I think that question, you know, the, those questions come from people who are, are, you know, thinking about making movies and making, you know, st- telling stories from their heart and that right. stuff. And, you know, there's this fear that if I go through all this work and they don't like it, then, my God, what have I done? And, you know, and, and my perspective of it is I'm, ju- you know, I'm making shoe polish commercials. And so it's like, I'm, it's not, 
I, I can't have it be my, it's not my whole soul, but right. you really pour everything you can into it. At the end of the day, this is, you know, I am not telling the story that I was born to tell. I'm just trying to sell, you know. But, but here's the thing, dude. I agree with you, but I say we take this attitude into the film industry too because, I mean, come on. Like, sometimes it just gets a bit too much. Like, where people just start taking it so seriously and they get so crazy and possessive about it that it borderlines becomes comical. Because I get it, yeah. but take it easy. We can tell a story in a fun way being normal humans, you know, and still could be really yeah. amazing story. Yeah. We don't need need to be yeah. like... Uh, eccentric like a certain type of person that could be that creative genius you know so i mean that's all i'm yeah. trying to say like i feel like people are still associating you and i talked about the the scorsese masterclass and how much we were shitting on it and it's like it goes back to that whole thing like people are still living in that mindset right they're just like kazi yeah. like you know new sci-fi movies are good but what about space odyssey i'm like bro i couldn't watch the first five minutes of it like i'm out I'm out, dude. I don't care. Like, sue me, hate me, unsubscribe to my channel. I don't care. I, I, we evolve as humans and like the storytelling today is just more compelling than it was in the 30s because we were new to the medium. We were new to the medium. We were figuring it out. Like Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane should not have been a 17 hour long movie. It could have easily been an, you know, two hour movie and still would have been freaking great. Like, I waited for, like, 17 hours to just hear Rosebud. Like, it didn't need to be that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So, I don't want to continue with that rant, brother. Like, give us, give us, tell people where they can follow you and just maybe, like, leave us with, like, one piece of advice with, you know, all your wisdom and success. And let's, <laughs> let's call it. Um, well, you know, I'm on, uh, I'm on Instagram at Kip underscore Hewitt. Um, my website's kiphewitt.com, although it's horribly out of date. I just kind of dump everything on Vimeo and get back to work. So, Kip Hewitt on Vimeo. Um, and then uh, my wife and I have a company called Manic Pictures, and we do you know a lot of local work in Orange County for um, brands around here. That you know, it's a, it, it helps to have people that you can meet face to face with. And, yeah, and for sure. uh, you know you're you're kind of in their time zone. There is there's something to be said about that. Yeah. You're about to launch them and stuff like that. So being local to, to, to the your clients is important still. So I work a lot with you know, directly with them. <clears throat> Done a lot of you know stuff like that. So um, as far as as advice, I mean. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> That's the best advice. <laughs> just keep going. I mean, it's like pretty much everything that we covered here. You know, like it just—it's gold, man. Stay humble. <laughs> stay hungry and stay humble. I mean, you just said those two words like that, but I mean that is it. Like if people just hold on to that concept, that right there can change everybody's trajectory, like where they're headed, because it's huge. Yeah. Let me ask you something. What are you excited about in the future? What's coming? What do you? What's next? <sighs> I want to keep blowing up, man. I want to keep blowing yeah, up. Like, I mean, I, I I told you, my clientele, my target is 7 billion people. So I got, like, my work cut out for yeah, me, we man. Got little, we got a little work to do. Uh, we got a little work to do. So, like, you know, right now, it's just so, I mean, I, but what keeps me excited is that every day that I wake up, like, I have this agenda, this fire drive, and I just take it with me. And, like, before I go to sleep, I always prep for, like, what is tomorrow? Because then yeah. that helps me not sleep for more than six hours because I'm so pumped. I want to get up and get going. 
All right, brother, we're going to get cut off. Thank you so much. Everybody, right. go blow him up. Go you, follow him. And Kip, you got to start freaking posting more, man. You got epic stuff. Come on. I know, man. I know. Help me out. I'm going to... Start doing it. I'm going to send a lot of traffic your way. They're going to start following you, and then I'm going to guilt you to, like, post some stuff. Love you, brother. This was amazing. Thank you, brother. I love you, too. Thank you so much. It was great fun. Thank you, everybody. Yep. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, subscribe to this channel, and I will see you in the next episode.